Okay, here we are, Sunday evening, for our This Week in Outrage episode. We, uh, Before people jump on, I'll just talk a little bit about what this is and what we do. So I have a, another show called Outrage Overload that's a, a science podcast about outrage in society and in politics and lowering the temperature. And that's kind of the opposite of this show. That show is very scripted and uh, got science, science guests and researchers and authors. This show is just a chat show and we just have fun talking about some things we saw this week and uh, some fun things some maybe some outrage things and maybe try to look behind the memes a little bit and uh, we don't edit we don't script we just jump in so I'm here I'm David I'm here with Lisa hey babe hey so what are you saying we're not scientists no nope, I don't think I count as a scientist how about you <laughs> Um, no, I'm not a scientist in any way, shape, or form. That's for sure. But, um, I like talking to you about some of this stuff. Yeah, me too. I like talking to you. So, what have you got? What did, what was on your outrage list this week? Oh, so much, so much, so much. Oh, by the way, so much. Um, well, you know, we're not going to talk about the obvious because that's just obvious. I might talk about it a little bit, but yeah, go ahead. <laughs> um, I just got a text from my boss, so let me answer that text super quick. And we'll then we'll... Well, I have, um, let's see, um, I can start off with, uh, Oh, so um, there was a, a well, with the stuff about Chris Licht is leaving oh, CNN. Yeah, let's, yeah. Oh, wait, by the way, cheers. Cheers. Um, yeah, okay, so what's going on? Yeah, I don't know. You know, it seems like a lot of people are just saying that a lot of it has to do with he just made the staff really angry, although, you know, done enough to get fired. Okay, so I, I know very little about this guy. So, um, how long has he been? The, it's been a year. It's been a year. It's been a year. Okay. Yeah. So the his boss, you know, Warner, the Warner Brothers guy, and I forget his name right now, but the Warner Brothers guy who kind of owns CNN or is more of the boss of CNN, wanted CNN to move more to the right or felt like they were too left-leaning or whatever. So he has that mission and he brought this, or, and then this Chris Lick, Licked guy is who sort of stood up to start taking that on. Now, I don't think that's going to change with, I think this, the boss guy still wants that to happen. Mm -hmm. But I guess just the way, some of the things that the way Lick, Chris Lick did it, you know, just ruffled too many feathers and so he's out. Well, did they know he was this political? What do you mean? That he was that conservative? Well, no, the guy wants him to be conservative. Oh, okay. The boss wants CNN to be more conservative. Oh. I don't know if that's going to work because how conservative do you have to be? You can you can't be conservative enough for people. You know what I mean? There isn't. There's no. I don't know. Maybe maybe there's a, some moderates out there that would prefer they were more right wing. I don't know, but you're not going to get the right the full right people, right? And you can't be conservative enough to make them happy. So especially when you know. They're being told that you're just part of the mainstream propaganda world or whatever, right? So, 
I'm not sure the audience they're chasing is <laughs> is real, is really out there. It's going to achieve that goal. But so it'd be interesting. Uh, this, uh, did they already pick a new person? No, I think they've got a no. person to be named later right now. They've got nobody in charge. Player to be named later? Yeah. Was there, I, I really have not been following up as much as I wanted to follow up on this because I'm wondering, like, what about the, there seems to be a change of faces over there. But some of the old ones are sticking around. Why are you sticking around when the behavior is such? Well, I mean, I, I'm sure some of them are. Yeah, I'm sure some of them are kind of waiting to see how this all plays out. I think Chris Lick got really. People really got upset with him about that Trump, you know, town hall thing because he, just, you know, because that just was poorly handled. <laughs> that was not done well. Um, even if you had that thing, you had to put more guardrails around it. And so it was just a kind of a colossal disaster. And so the staff was really mad at him about that. But she's the girl who did that town hall. She's still there. Yeah, she's still there. After, you know. Yeah, so. So I guess uh, they they're saying the firing some top talent and the contentious town hall were a couple of the. He's been killing morale at the state at the channel, but who's walked out the door and who's been fired? Lemon was fired. Lemon was supposedly fired, yeah. You know, and Chris Licht is obviously being fired. I mean, he's stepping down, quote unquote, right? Right after one year, yeah, I don't think so. He's he's being fired. Well, I'm sure he's getting a huge payout. Yeah, possibly. I'm not. I'm not sure. I didn't, I didn't see anything about that. But it's interesting. We'll see what where this goes. I think they're in for it's going to be a challenge. This strategy they have is going to be tough no matter what, because you know they don't they don't have a big audience to begin with. So they're reaching out farther to the right to get more audience. I mean, I don't know how. Like I say, I don't think they can ever go right enough to get the sort of hardcore. So who are they looking to get? Anyway, I just don't know. Anyway, I thought that was interesting that Chris Licht is out. We'll see who takes over and how it goes. I mean, I think everybody's saying this right-wing shift is not going to change because, you know, this guy, the guy at the top wants that. So that whoever comes in next is going to have the same, have to try to do the same thing. The guy at the top, he's also in charge of uh, Warner Dis Brothers? Discovery and Warner, yeah. So they're not having the same push? Well, I don't know what else... I don't know what else, what other news organizations Warner owns, to be honest with you, so I'm not sure. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if Discovery is seen as a left-leaning thing. Isn't that mostly like crime shows and stuff? Um. Well, actually, it's science stuff. It's, it's science -y stuff. It's science-y stuff, right. So I don't know. I don't know if they have a challenge with that. I mean, they might be fine with that. I know they just wouldn't want to move. Um, they don't want to see if they could get more become more centrist right-leaning uh cnn so let's see how that goes so anyway i thought that was kind of interesting the chris lick thing because that kind of was a surprise i thought they'd give him more time to work that out but uh, and i thought the backlash from the town hall thing was a little bit you know exaggerated for him internally but i guess it was pretty bad yeah yeah. Well, I guess a big piece people say is they got a somebody wrote a terrible review about it. Oh, you know, just a scathing piece about him in the Atlantic. Okay. And I guess they say that was part of it too, but I don't know if that's true or not. So we just need to get the Atlantics right scathing about <laughs> people and they, <laughs> and they go away. And they get fired. Yeah. yeah no, it doesn't seem like they have away. that kind of power. No. 
All right. So what did you have on your list? Well, today, I, I mean, today, this week I was bombarded with um, people who uh, have, are working for Save the Children and anti, um, trying to fight against the anti-woke and anti-LGBTQ um, awareness and stuff. And um, a handful of these men, now I'm gonna, hold on to your hats, <laughs> <laughs> have been arrested for child porn and underage sexual activity. I'm shocked. Yes. A 53-year-old lawyer who was known to represent child abuse survivors was arrested in Palm Beach this week. Um, and um, he, he was laying in his bed downloading sexually explicit images of children when they broke down his front door. Oh. He was in, yeah. According to the FBI's affidavit, affidavit, they found 1,900 images and five videos on his computer, and the images were male and female children aged five to 12. Okay, so a lot of this doesn't matter what exactly it was. It's just that thou protests too much. Right. And you know what that means is that. So do you think now I started to think, and that's always a, that's always bad for you <laughs> when I start to think, but I'm starting to think that these people who like like I said he was a um, a lawyer for sexual abuse survivors, and um, do they get into that? Do they get into this line of work or line of activity so they have more access? Totally. So they could talk about. So they can have freer access. Yeah, if you talk to like CPS type, you know, child protective services, you know, social workers and stuff. Yeah, yeah, these people it, with access to children are the ones that are the ones you got to keep an eye on because so, they get involved in church things, they get access right. to kids, and community things, they get access to kids, and it's like it's it's just really sad. So this other guy in his that was arrested this week, you know, he's things that he says, "I'm I'm a, I am MAGA." I'm a straight male. Um, I will speak out against LGBT. And now he is a convicted child predator and faces six years in prison. He was, okay, hold on your hats again. He was a softball coach for 12-year-old boys, and he was filming them in the shower. Yep, same thing. It's that access thing. And you know what he wasn't? He's not a drag queen and he's not gay, and he's not liberal, and he's not trans. But those are the people that they keep saying that we need to be aware, uh, scared of. Well, yeah, and this is where it's, it is kind of amazing that they've met, they've got this language down now that you see people repeating this message a lot about, you know, grooming, you know, the groomers and the grooming. It's like, this is yeah. the groomer right there. Right. That guy's the groomer, not the people you think. And, you're and there's also, no grooming going on at schools. Well, they're also grooming us to give them access to people because in the name of I'm helping them. But they use that language right out there like it means something. Like they'll begin a sentence with it. You know, if you don't like the grooming going on in your kid's school, then do these three things. It's like uh, you were taking videos of children in the shower and the uh, 12 year old kids, and uh, boys in your softball team. In the shower. Right. But I'm just saying they, they've got people repeating this language as though it's a real thing. Yeah. Like they just say it like, and they can just go on with the sentence. Like you didn't just say an insane thing. Like you just go on the next sentence. Like, yeah. dude, no. I mean, right off the bat, you're like 
off in left field here. Right. You're saying a thing that isn't true, but they get they get people scared with this stuff oh. and they get them believing it. And then they repeat it and believe it's true. And, you know, and it's tough because, but, you know, I've had, so I've had a bunch of, I've had this whole wokeness thing on my mind a lot lately. Well, I, this is mostly the, the ch uh, child predators, but okay. Right. But, but I mean, the, but the wokeness thing is often sort of associated uh, with it because they tie back these people that list the people that are saying I'm against woke or the people that are doing the stuff you're talking about. I mean, that's how you started this conversation anyway. Well, no, I started it with saying that that was one of their lists. What I'm saying is that these people are your kid's softball coach. Oh, yeah. And another thing that drove me crazy about this is that we've had kids in sports and I don't know, but 12 year olds did not shower in groups at least in the kid uh, they were sent home to yeah. shower. they were told to shower they, <laughs> yeah. they, they were we, had to, we had to pick them up smelly and take them oh uh, yeah we had to pick them up smelly <laughs> and i remember that coach saying over and over again you kids you need to go home and shower immediately you need to shower immediately now maybe that's because our schools were um limited uh, resources right <laughs> And so they didn't they didn't open the showers for for access, but as a twelve year old, um, you know I don't know I don't know maybe I'm way off base on this one, but uh, you know your your kids just came home and showered. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and you picked those kids up and holy mother of who who. Yeah, yeah. So what's your main? main point here that just those are the people to watch for instead of the other people you're saying what watch do you mean for? what's my main point? well that's what i'm trying to figure out my main point is again all these people who are getting arrested for actual child abuse sexual child abuse are people who are cloaking themselves as protectors of children right Yeah, it's so this also brings us back around is that somehow they reopened the um, case with Matt uh, Gates. Oh, they did? Yeah. I didn't hear about that. Yeah. They've started that up again. Interesting. I, uh, interesting. Well, he thought he thought he was in the clear now, but his uh, friend is in jail. Yeah. Well, you can always have more evidence come out. So maybe some new evidence. Well, I don't out. think there was anything ever... You know, I've seen people write, well, that's double jeopardy. No, it wasn't double jeopardy. He was never right. charged. Right. He was never, nothing ever happened. They just, we just knew that they were investigating and then it all just kind of went away. Right. So, he, of course, that can happen. Right, right. Yeah, new evidence can come out and, and the case looks interesting again. Well, the case looks interesting again because he freaking did it. But, and then what happened to his adopted son? Didn't he have an adopted <laughs> I don't know if it's adopted technically or what was going on. That was super weird. Yeah. I don't remember the details of that, but that was super weird. That came out of nowhere. Like, wait, what? And he's the one that brought it up. <laughs> yeah. That was, that was super weird. That was very crazy. Yeah. You talk about your groomers. What's he doing with this guy? <laughs> What's going on there? Well, it was his girlfriend's little brother or something. He's married, isn't he? Really? Yeah. That surprises me, to be honest with you. Um, I, they don't live together. She's lives in California. He lives in Florida. They don't. So that doesn't surprise you. Are yeah. You reading about it. I, I don't see anything new on him, so I don't know. I'll just find your source on that. I didn't find anything about him. Them reopening that case. But we'll see. What are you saying? I'm a liar. No. 
It's probably out there somewhere. I just didn't see it. Nestor, that was that kid's name. Yeah, yeah, that was his name. Nestor. Yeah, that was that was kind of crazy. And I think that it that was all a lie because, of course... Um, There's something up with that. There's more to that story. There's something fishy with that whole story. Because that thing just didn't add up the way that he was trying to describe that. But he never formally adopted him, but his relationship as a family is defined by love for each other. We don't need any paperwork. Uh, you kind of do. Yeah. I mean, there's something weird going on there. Yeah. Here's five fast facts you need to know about Nestor. And this is from Heavy. Do you know what the Heavy is? Uh, yeah, I don't think that's an actual news source, but it might be a fun list anyway. Um, so his name is Nestor uh, Galban. And he's actually quite handsome. Um, he, he moved from Cuba after his mother died from breast cancer and became a U.S. citizen in 2020. So, and this was. But how long has he been associated with Gates? Since 2012. There's a picture of them from 2012. Okay. So that's weird. So he was, Nestor was 12 years old when his mom passed away. And um, he moved in to live with his older sister, who was dating Gates at the time, when he was 12. Okay. All right. Yeah, but... I don't want to go down this rabbit hole right now. Do you? <laughs> uh, you ask me questions. I'm trying to answer now. Okay. No, no, God, no. What else oh, you got? Oh, God, no, 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 no. It's going to be one of those days, I can tell. All right, what else you got? What? <laughs> Did you hear about those four kids they found in the um, jungle? Survived no, where a, was that? They survived a plane crash. and I heard something about that. Yeah, yeah. Well, what's what's going on with that? Four kids. That's, that's thunder. No, that's the... Uh, uh, in the Amazon, let's see. Maybe it's time for me to get a new pad. Yeah. Probably so. These are pretty old. New ones are so expensive, though. <laughs> um, four children found alive in Amazon after 40 days. 40 days, yeah. A Columbia plane crash. They were found all together. Uh, Age they, 13, 9, 4, and um, 1. They're now in Columbia, yeah. The children's mother and two pilots. They were very weak. 40 days? How yeah. the heck did they even survive? They well, they really belong to an indigenous group. Well, that's got to be like a movie at some point. Oh, Somebody, this is, yeah. Somebody's got to make a movie this is, out of they this. They already said this is historic. Yeah. That's crazy. That's that's wild. Yeah. They were all together, the children. They were gaunt, 
of course, they're being evaluated to doctor by doctors um, in Columbia. So they, they do have a, a surviving grandmother. So the kids will all stay together. Hmm, that's wild. They were stranded after the plane crash. So I guess they found the crash, but they couldn't find the kids. Yeah. Because the kids took off like they were going to walk home, I guess. They would find up dirty. Uh, they found like a makeshift shelter. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's wild. The, the oldest child had some experience in the forest, but, uh, but hopes wane. I mean, you're taking care of a baby. Right. How old is the oldest child? Uh, what did it say? 13. 13, 9, 4, and 1. Oh, he's going to hold that over his siblings' heads forever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's wild. Yeah, that's definitely got to be a movie. We've got to we gotta go learn about that story. Yeah. Yeah, but boy, oh boy. That was, uh, to me, I was like, that's crazy. Yeah, that's that's pretty wild. So they, I saw a study that says there's a link between the shingles vaccine and a 20%, up to a 20%, Reduced risk of dementia. So uh, they're hinting at links between viral infection and neurological disorders. So they're looking into that more. So if you can reduce those viral infections, you may be able to reduce some of these neurological disorders. Isn't that true about a lot of viruses that they do get? You do get some neurological um, stress. And I think there's been some other links before, but yeah, I guess, so I guess this is another one that shingles, shows some of that. Shingles is a, vi a viral disease that uh, mostly elderly get. Mm -hmm. But um, So if you can avoid it. Yeah. So. so that's interesting news. So they might be able to make something from that. They also found that um, they also, some scientists have developed a, a mosquito repellent that they say deters 99% of mosquitoes. So they're hoping they can actually have that out as a product maybe in the next year or so. Does it talk about how some people never get bit and other people just get eaten alive? Yeah, it's, it's talked about just, just the smells we put off and different people put off different kinds of smells. So I'm wondering if like different times of the year or the month or whatever, or yeah, when the food you eat or food, just something yeah. to do with um yeah, I don't know, but I or think some people just have blood. I think some people just have put off smells that yeah. I think some people just put on put out smells that are more attractive to mosquitoes and than others do. But yeah, so that's pretty cool. Ninety nine percent effective, that would be good. Yeah. And I think what it does is it somehow masks your smell. I think that's what it does. And we got to eventually get to my list of this year's predicted cocktails. So we'll circle back to that at some point. Okay. Well, yeah, we do need to do that. We should um, definitely. I need my pen and paper. Out of that one. <laughs> yeah. So did you know that Showtime was, um, you know, you got that new show Vice, right? Mm -hmm. I don't think it's that new, but okay. Well, no, I said news. Oh, news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. News show. Mm -hmm. so, so Vice, and then it became a channel. Didn't they recently have a bunch of layoffs? Yeah, I think that they're not doing well. But Vice has kind of been a somewhat of a um, fringe news group. Right. 
that um and they they used to do a lot of shows on like hbo and stuff and then um then they had their own channel right and then i don't know if they were um back on uh I don't know if that channel's gone or something. I liked it, that channel, but um, so they were doing a a show to a show on DeSantis that they pulled the plug on, mm. and um, I think it's probably all part of that cutting run out of money <laughs> thing. Yeah, I guess thirty. Well, Showtime pulled the episode. I see. Interesting. So, and I'm wondering what that has to do about it, and it was about his time as a U.S. Navy lawyer. And at the Guantanamo Bay detention facility in Cuba, I did not know about that. No, I didn't know that either. So yeah, so yeah, they've been struggling. This Vice yeah. Channel, this Vice Media. Well, I guess they're you know trying to be sort of a youth-focused news media. Didn't they? They started out as a news-focused. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's that's what I meant. And then they kind of went into some that. cooking shows and some. Um, they did some, um, like some French stuff. That what was that pharmacology with Lincoln show they did? And, yeah, yeah, a bunch of stuff uh, like that. Yeah. So, they pulled the Vice News magazine episode that contains potentially explosive material about explosive material. Like, yeah, sure, about. Um, DeSantis. Yeah. Fourth um, episode, the fourth episode advice is fourth season, season. The Gitmo candidate and chipping away was due to air May 28th, but was pulled and replaced with repeat programming. We've learned no reason was given. So you're reading the Hollywood reporter. Uh, I think it's a, it's, I think it's, it's somewhere else pulling in from the Hollywood reporter, yeah. but yeah. So interesting. I don't, it sounds like nobody knows why they pulled it. Oh, Maybe so they felt like Vice they didn't was, have um, yeah. enough facts to back that up. Vice was first launched on, on HBO as a collaborative with Vice Media. Um, I want to say it was 2016. like 2016. Yeah, I was gonna. I thought it was even slightly older than that, but yeah, okay. I was gonna say it was almost 10 years ago, but not quite. They I were known for their Gonzo-style Gonzo journalism, such as sending Dennis Rodman to North Korea. I didn't realize that they're the ones that sent. I didn't realize they were either. Yeah. I didn't know that. Or I didn't remember it anyway. The docuseries won two Emmys. So yeah, they were they were first launched by HBO and then picked up by Showtime later. So um, if you know that a show has won an Emmy, does that make it more legit to you or more creditable? Hmm. I don't know. I mean, maybe. I don't know if I think about it that much, but maybe subconsciously. What do you think? No. 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 Yeah, it doesn't matter. Um, sometimes I would like to think that um, those awards recognize, you know, superior or let's say better journalistic skills or whatever, but they don't. So I guess the Vice Media filed for bankruptcy in May. So at the same time as um right pulling of that plan, also huh? some layoffs and yeah they're having financial struggles yeah the company announced that the consortium that includes fortress and monroe capital had agreed to purchase the group 
So now I'm wondering why they pulled that segment. Yeah, we may never, may never find out. Just we'll see. I yeah. kind of wonder if maybe they didn't have, they felt like they didn't have their ducks in a row and were worried about defamation or something. You know what I mean? Well, it says Seb Walker. Who's Seb Walker? Oh, name sounds Investi uh, Investigates allegations. Um, he must be the reporter from former Gitmo um, detainees that the that DeSantos witness acts condemned by the United Nations as torture during his time of service at the uh, detention camp as a Navy JAG officer. Hmm. Well, yeah, I guess we'll have to see if that we ever find out more and about that. And you know that. what I'm going to say to that? Uh, yes, he did. <laughs> Sounds good to you. <laughs> well, no, no. I'm just saying that, you know, yeah, he. I guarantee you he did. So you asked me something about sharks this week. How did that come I up? did. Yeah, what was it about? I can't remember now. What, what exactly was it? Um, oh, what I said was, do you ever see those? Um, oh, right. The those, paddle, are there the the paddle stand -up boards? Or the, well, the paddle boards really give, give me anxiety, but um, they'll be, and of course, everything is so pictured perfect. It couldn't have been planned better, but there'll be a, on a stand-up paddle board or a kayak or a small boat. And then all of a sudden there's like pictures looking down on them and there's like a giant shark, tons of sharks or huge whales just playing around there. And I just get major anxiety. And I had seen one of those videos and that's why I said, do these give you anxiety? Yeah, oh, for sure. Well, uh, the reason it made me think of it is because there was a study that came, came out that great white sharks lurk near swimmers 97% of the time. So have fun okay. in the ocean, kids. Okay, so let's back up. Let's back up. 97% of the time. I know, that seems kind of crazy. 97% right? of what? 97% uh, of the time they lurk near swimmers. Of the time. Yeah. I don't know how they can do that. Cause aren't, of the time. Okay. Aren't, are there swimmers all around in the middle of the night? So does that mean? Yeah, but see. There's, oh, here's your picture right here. Yeah, I don't like that. Stop that. <laughs> um, okay. So that doesn't tell me anything because does that mean 97% of swimmers? No, it does not. Does that mean 97% of sharks? No, it's 90% of the time of time I think of it what? means of a shark, I mean. I think I mean of the of a time a shark is swimming, 90% 97% of the time they're lurking near swimmers. No, they're not. <laughs> That's what they're trying to tell what's us. Your, what's your source? <laughs> uh, this is like some some study that's being that's been reported in various places. Um, I think I saw it in the Boston Herald. I, but but what does that? I just don't understand what that means. That means when shark is swimming, in have a hundred <laughs> minutes. Sharks don't dog paddle. He's dog paddling here. <laughs> when the shark is swimming, ninety percent of the 100, time. Out of a hundred minutes, ninety-seven of those minutes, it was around okay. swimmers. A sharks have to swim a hundred percent of the time. Well, that's true. Okay, so. People are only in, if they go into I, the ocean. That was my problem. There aren't swimmers at three in the morning. So what are they doing? Right, then? right. So they're usually not, there's usually not swimmers at dark. Right. So no. Now you don't buy so it. So what I'm saying is that 97% of the swim, the time the swimmer's in, but I think that's also, you need to, I want the location. No, it's supposed to be about when they're swimming, they're 97% they're near swimmers. They're near swimmers. But they're always swimming. That's true. I don't know. 
Yeah. Anyway, I thought you'd appreciate that, though. No, I don't like that at all. Because that way, when you go to the ocean, you'll be perfectly comfortable swimming. Yeah. <laughs> Where there's great white sharks. So we have, you know, we had our little talk last week about the American flag. Yeah. And um. Well, that was the one that we couldn't publish too, so that one never went out. What? Remember that was the one that was uh, jacked oh, up I audio it was for the some one reason. Before that. I think it was that one. Okay. So um, well, we had a long talk about the American flag, and we um had a uh, book, a booklet out um, uh, issued by the Marines. And, um, but we, I wanted to add there that, uh, Oh no, you, you, so you're sort of right. It's the other way around. Sorry. This one is, is words it as 97% of the time when you're swimming in the ocean, you're surrounded by sharks. <laughs> you said I'm sort of right. Well, it's closer to the way you worded it than the way I worded it. So. Again, have fun in the ocean, kids. <laughs> <laughs> so just keep swimming. That's what the story ends with. So just keep swimming. Okay. But I mean, it's still a tiny percentage of people that get bit. But of course, I don't want it to be me. Yeah. That doesn't make a shark bite any less serious. <laughs> just because most but people But the shark bites are very rare. That's what I'm saying. They're like, I think hitting, getting hit by lightning is higher odds. Yeah. But your odds probably go up when you swim around a lot in a shark infested waters with a paddleboard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry to go back to your other story. No, God. No, don't want to interrupt yet. I've got to finish the shark story. I know. <laughs> go ahead. Well, I've just been noticing, even you know, even though you and I have noticed the whole thing about how people abuse the flag or. Yeah, yeah. Um, Where it's a bathing suit, the whole thing. Yeah. You know, and then um, even the rodeo people today. Well, as I say, flag. today we were at this really great event, super great event, um, um, a um, charitable event for um, kids, um, special needs get to participate in rodeo events, meaning they get to ride horses and um, learn how to rope. And um, and they're roping each other. They're really not. <laughs> they're not roping animals of any kind. Well, they're and, supposed to be roping a little thing, but yeah, yeah then it turns right. into them just doing whatever with the right. rope. And interact with these rodeo cowboys who are just so incredibly giving of their and generous of their time, and we're very patient stuff. But boy, do they abuse the American flag? <laughs> yeah, yeah, a lot of flags built into outfits. And I think yes. So much, so much. And they, they alter the flag to whatever. They just alter it to whatever, you know? And it's, that's, you can't, you can't do that. And, but I also wanted to add on to our conversation of um, last week. Flag code. Is that we have to remember that that Pledge of Allegiance was written when in. Um, it was written in the fifties. No, no. The Pledge of Allegiance. Yeah. No, it was written long before that, but the, um, the the part of one nation under god was added was added 1954 yeah so when all these people are trying to say that this is a uh, we need to go back to basics and and i think i think under god um showed up on money in 1954 it was around the same time yeah, yeah somewhere around there so 
was written in 1885 by Captain Eight, George 18, Thatcher Balch. 1885. But you're right. I knew I remembered something from the 50s, and that's right. when they added in God We Trust part. So when, or in, I don't know, something about God. One Nation Under God. You don't remember yeah. the Pledge of Allegiance? I didn't write that at that second. No, I did not. <laughs> Edition of Under God was, da, 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 yeah, 48. Well, I don't know. 54. Like I've said it four times now. I know. So I guess it was finally, yeah, okay, okay, whatever. Before 1954, no endeavor to get the pledge officially amended had succeeded. Oh, so they tried to get it amended for a I long guess a time. few times they tried. Mm -hmm. Was incorporated, hey, in 1954. I wonder where I heard that. <laughs> <laughs> By a joint uh, resolution amending the flag code enacted in 1942. What, what was the Flag Act in 1942? I guess they updated the flag code, or it's, it's the flag code like you were citing yeah. it last time about the things you can and you're supposed to and not do with the flag and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder if that'll ever get pulled out. I know it's had some legal challenges uh, over the years. It's been, it's a, and the same thing with money. It's been a lot of legal challenges, but. Um, Hey, don't worry, guys. It's not on Bitcoin and it's not on your credit card. So uh, your credit card doesn't say in God we trust. Yeah. But yeah, I think it was also the 50s when they did in God we trust on the on the. Uh, I think it was the same time. I think it was done in the same kind of. Uh, same uh, effort. Yeah. It was adopted by the U.S. Congress in 1956, replacing the Latin one out of out of many one e pluribus unum which had been the de facto motto before that hmm. so yeah that was 56 so pretty close to the same time yeah probably was that all part of the red scare and all that probably but I mean, I think a lot of the stuff now is similar to a red scare. Now you have the trans scare and the gay right, scare, exactly. and the right? The, same kind of stuff. The um, oh, what I have it here. Um, hold, please. <laughs> <laughs> no, that um, the human uh, human rights campaign has issued a declared the a national state emergency for LGBTQ people. Oh, really? Yeah. That's from CNN. Hmm. That's sad. That's sad, people. We should... What? Well, it's sad in a number of ways. I mean, the fact that we can get people so worked up about that, you know, and then we don't sort of look at real problems, you know what I mean? We're so scared of something like that. And we just sort of get it. it like, you were talking about something sort of related to this before getting so worked up about things that don't actually affect you. Oh yeah. I had this epiphany that why are you so upset about someone getting an abortion? That doesn't affect you. What affects you is people who don't get healthcare, people who don't, you know, but you will never be you of means and healthcare and education. Um, don't have to worry about because even if you pass this law which you guys do you will still have access to abortion which you do and you will still get abortions which you do so it's more about control and power and uh, over the poor yeah and it's, it's sort of enforcing my 
religion on you kind of thing. Well, if you're that if you're that worried about people getting pregnant, is, is either, they're not worried, worried about people getting no, pregnant. No, but, but what I'm saying is if you are that worried about people getting pregnant, they can't have a baby, why don't you provide education, health care, means for people to educate themselves, take care of themselves so they don't find themselves in that position. Right, and that also, ties, that also ties back into the whole mental health thing, right? I mean, exactly. if you're saying mental health is a lot of the problem, then why aren't we investing in that? Same kind nah, of stuff. Nah. Same kind of stuff. So I just, I, it, yeah, the, you know, the more I hear people go, well, I don't care. I just, I just want abortion to be illegal. Well, uh, you just don't understand. But it's still going to happen. It's just going to happen in back alleys now. But you don't understand what it's by outlawing it what this does to women's health right they say doctors now go underground now less and less doctors there's less and less doctors to treat poor people because they just can't they legally can't treat people yeah so yeah you and i had that side conversation i was getting a little heated under the <laughs> collar i'm just i just i'm so tired of people getting freaked out and upset over shit that doesn't affect you. It just right. doesn't affect you. So what, why do you care? Right. So that's, that's my thing. Yeah. Well, I saw that that voting rights ruling actually kind of was interesting that they, um, Oh, that thing then, uh, they kicked out Alabama's redistricting and went the Supreme court though. Yeah, the Supreme Court yeah. did it, and it like they were saying that it uh, on the argument that uh, it was uh, unfair in that it was uh, you know they argued that while black residents account for more than a quarter of the state population, they had large been consolidated into a single district. So, um, you know, I think this that what people are saying is this now will in will if. They'll have to redraw those lines, and it'll add two more districts that will probably be black majority in uh, in Alabama. And I think people were surprised that that passed. It was a five-four decision um, with uh, Roberts and Kavanaugh joining in with the with the left-leaning side. So that was I think people were kind of surprised by that. Hmm. So that probably means they're going to have to redraw the maps and probably give two more black majority districts to Alabama. You know that is grinding their gears. Well, yeah, and, and I, I'll, I always wonder, until it happens, I always wonder if it's really going to happen. Because it always seems like there's some way out that they don't have to end up adhering to these rules. Um, so on the, on the big issue we weren't going to talk about on the in, indictment, I mean, my, my only thing about it, so far is that oh are we going to talk about it a little bit i mean, my one was the one <laughs> there's that, no just there's no just a little bit talking about it okay well my my big thing about it is all these tweets and calls for civil war type stuff you know that yeah. you've already seen on all these yeah. things so i mean it, it's just it's just amazing they're demanding public ex and you've got people in congress saying this stuff yeah yeah you've got there how is it possible you could be in congress and call for an insurrection or a civil war against your own country. How are you allowed to be in Congress and, and calling for that? That's just insane now. The way that we've allowed people to violate norms 
you know, is probably the most dangerous thing with the country right now because, you know, we're only held together with norms. Like the laws can only do so much. The constitution doesn't defend itself. It needs, someone has to actually defend it. And so if you've got nobody to defend the constitution. And you take an oath to defend it. Theoretically to be there, right. You take an oath, not theoretically. No, you actually I mean, you do. You did take an oath. That's what I mean. Theoretically, you're supposed to defend the constitution, not here tear it down. Right. But, you know, anyway, so that's the scariest part, I think, of the situation we're in now. Our, our you know, just absolute, you know, we just loathe the other side so much that we're willing to change our move the bar for what we consider moral because we hate the other side so much. You know, and that's the biggest thing about this indictment to me is that don't you know even if even if someone does read the indictment that's pro Trump and decides that you know they're not going to like it because of this or that. I mean, you know, it's a it's an independent council. It's you know not they're totally independent, right? They don't have, you know, uh, just like Durham was independent, right? Uh, Garland didn't interfere with that, and Garland's not interfering with Jack Smith because he's independent. That's what the whole independent prosecutor, like there's a whole bunch of laws that got created around that, you know, just for this situation where you try to make it, you know, theoretically it's not, makes it not political. So that's there. And then these, you know, a, 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 um, a grand jury. So not, Trump, not, I mean, not Biden, not, you know, not a political actor said, yeah, there's enough evidence here to move forward with this. Regular citizens, not actors, you know, not political actors. These are just regular people on a grand jury decided that, you know, not a political actor. So, you know, it's not just, a gypsy. <laughs> yeah. But it's just crazy that, that we're so angry with each other. Now, the people that will still say this is okay. That's what I'm talking about, about the moral, the bar for your morals moving is that you're so mad at the other side that anything starts to become more and more stuff becomes justified. Mm -hmm. You know, and I'm saying in this case, it's Trump. It could be somebody on the other side next time, but it's the same thing. Like we'll move, we keep moving our moral, what we find morally acceptable because we're so mad at the other side. You know, this is also how democracy gets well, how away. How much we'll, we'll overlook and how much of our, right. uh, how much we'll give up. Right. We, we're, we're giving up so much of our own, moral beliefs and stuff just so that the others can't have it too. Right. Or so why the would, other side suffers in some so, way. Yes. Why would we do that? Because we're so mad at the other side. Why are we so mad? We're at so mad side? at the other side because we've been told to be so mad at here, the other side. Here, that's, that's the outrage I, machine, right? I was going to say, there's this podcast yeah. called Outrage there's Overload that kind of looks into the, 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 the neuroscience to this and why are we mad at each other and how did we get here? How did we get here? And why are we here? And why does this make sense? And what are we going to do to get out of it? You know, there's not a whole lot to do to get out of it. Well, I mean, there are some things. The biggest one is the biggest one that seems the most effective is simply trying to lower this perception about how bad the other side, how evil the other side is and what their intentions are. Because our politicians, you know, our campaign, the people that we think we like that supposedly say they're on our side, are telling us how evil the other side is all the time. Whichever side you're on, this is happening to you. They're telling us how evil the other side is all the time, and they're demonstrating it by, you know, showing things they did and then saying, "See how evil that is," and "See how evil they are." And they're just—they don't very seldom they give us an aspirational message about what they're doing. They just constantly tell us how bad the other side is, and then this builds up our perception that everybody's like that on the other side, and they're worse, and they're worse, and they're ready. So the more that they're evil, 
the more that you'll be evil in response. I mean, you may not, you may think you're being still being moral or whatever, and they're the bad guys. But the reality is you've moved your moral bar. Things you wouldn't have thought were okay before now become okay because you're so angry and want to get retribution to the other side. I mean, Trump's using the word retribution in his new campaign. He's your retribution. Like he's literally using this messaging. And, you know, and this is where the trouble that we're in now is that, you know, we just keep moving our moral bar for what we find acceptable. And it's because the politicians and elites have that they like it that way. They want us so mad at the other side the other, that our side can do anything and we'll still vote for them. Right. And and, you know, it's not good for us. Right. And we think it's not good for us in, in our immediate neighborhoods. You know, it's not good for us in how we get go around in the world and we how we see people. And, you know, and they want to present this black and white version of everything. And if you go out and you do talk to people, you find out the world is much more nuanced than that. And it's not a black and white world. And, and, and you know, and so that's the biggest one is to try to lower this perception gap, which seems to be one thing that has better um, effect, more, it's more effective, it's more lasting, it's more durable than, you know, stuff like fact checking and all that, because, you know, it's not really facts that, that you know, that doesn't really work the same way. It's all, also really hard to scale. And, I mean, changing the perception is hard, is hard to scale too, but it's easier to scale than some of the other things. So that's the, one of the biggest ones. If we can just, you know, kind of find a way to keep, you know, and, and so some of it is, you know, the TV, the news media, our politicians, our campaign, all these political campaigns, like we have to get them to stop telling us how bad the other side is 24 seven, you know, and, and, but we have to realize they're doing that to us. And we have to realize the other side is not as bad as we think they are by a lot. Right. Right. You know, and, and they don't want to ruin democracy as much as we think they do. But as usual, there's always a handful. That's... And whoever they is for you, by the way, I don't, I'm not picking out a specific they, but go ahead. You mean in general? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. whatever oh, yeah, side yeah. you're on, that oh, they gosh, means no. the other side. I'm not I am not. I am they. not. In this context, I, uh, it applies to you, whichever side you're on. It applies to everybody, on. right? Um, and now you mean for what I was going to say. Oh, I'm sorry. That's okay. Well, and speaking of the whole side thing, I'm actually reading a really cool book right now that I'll interview the author for later. But, um, you know, about how sort of the left and right thing is actually kind of just all made up anyway. It's like doesn't even have, there's no um, essence for it anymore. Or there ever there never really was. It's really just all about tribalism. So it's a really super interesting book. That you know we don't really have left and right principles as much as we think we do, <laughs> and and it's all kind of made up. It's really more of a narrative. We backfill the narrative after the fact to say this policy we wanted fits our essence. You know, when in reality there isn't one because you can you could make the argument either way, and people do, right? Because you know, you have people that topple over the party, um, supposed party platforms all the time, and we go along with it because it's what the party says to do. Hmm. I'm know. sorry, I blew up your thought. You did. You totally fucked it up. So, but yeah, but that was the main <laughs> thing is the man these these calls for for civil war and stuff. It's just getting out of you know. It's just scary that that's all just out there that people are ready to do that. They want they want to have civil war over this. They're ready to, you know, they think we should be putting people in jail, get your guns out, go shoot them all. And, you know, and they, they're going to perceive you as a bad guy. If you got the wrong color hat on, they're going to shoot you too. Well, and um, we should talk to at some point, I'm not prepared to talk about today, but how many people are in jail and how ridiculous it is and how do we get here and what are we going to do about that? That You should do that on your show. 
an incarceration episode. Yeah, you should do an incarceration episode because I don't think people realize how many people are in jail. Well, and how that compares sort of internationally and stuff. You well, know, the numbers here are just also, crazy. Like, you know, we worry about, you know, that guy who um, stole some some stuff out of the store. And yes, it's getting out of control. I agree. But the guy who stole bazillions of dollars from us right. by crashing our hedge fund and right. the bankers. They're still who, in charge of things. Bankers. Yeah. The 2008 Fargo, people are still in charge of things. Yeah, who signed everybody up for these predatory credit cards. And he's just like, oh, whoops, sorry, here. We'll just pay some money to everybody. It'll be fine. You know, it's. Right. <sighs> right. That's kind of what I was talking about before, too, about this whole idea. They get us, they want us so mad at the other side. We just like let this stuff happen around us and we don't pay attention to it. You know, and, and yeah. Okay. I'm not ready to prepare to talk about that, but we could talk about that. That one could go on a long time. But I think that is a pretty outrageous but how many people are incarcerated in our country and um and that there's allowed to be private prisons that's another thing that yeah and all kind of mercenary roles right i mean half of our military stuff is mercenary now it's like you know we don't have a idea of service and things like yeah. that yeah. well there's a whole nother thing to talk about how shitty we are to our military too yeah um i was in a um in an urgent care office uh, a couple of days ago, and I was, I, I'd never seen this sign before, but there's a sign up there. It says that they're an authorized VA provider. Um, and that, you know, they, they, uh, treat VA veterans and, um, and veterans with no, uh, no questions asked. And I was like, holy, that, I didn't realize there was such an issue just because I don't, we're not affected by this. We're, I mean, we're affected by us because we live in a society, in this society, but I just did not know. You hear how it's difficult to get care, but um, it kind of made me think about like, huh, I never thought about that. I thought that when you get, when you leave, or we, even when you're in the military, when you leave the military, you just get an insurance policy a government insurance policy and you just go get treated whatever you need i didn't realize you had to go treat get treated as by someone that had it authorized to treat va patients well you used to have to go to like a va hospital right you didn't go to that i remember the va hospitals and stuff but i, I guess i thought we kind of moved past that and yeah we might have i don't and know the by details. the way people a healthy society is a productive society and it costs us way less to keep everyone healthy than it does to treat right. sick people. Right. But anyway, so. Well, I got, oh, you got something? Yeah. Okay. So I was very outraged this week that, um, did you know that the PGA Tour is a nonprofit organization? No, but that's gotta be a scam of some sort. This is what I thought. But first of all, the PGA tour and the PGA are two different things. Yes, yeah, I was going to say there's probably got to be a nonprofit piece and a profit. Oh piece. no, 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 no. That you—that's funny. You think that? <laughs> no, they're both nonprofits. But my thing is, what the f? Why is this a nonprofit organization? What, what what would give them nonprofit status? 
Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Well, the reason that this is all up in arms right now is because they are doing a tour with the new live. Well, they merged in some way yeah. with live. Yeah, with live, right. Which I don't know a lot about to know how to speak authoritative on it, but it sounds sort of insane. And certainly... Uh, it sounds more than sort of insane. It also sounds like people were really tricked into this because yeah. even people high up at PGA, I guess, within a few hours of talking about how they weren't going to do this they then did it yeah you know sort of like wait who did it then yeah. if i'm if i'm supposedly high up and i didn't know who so, knew so who is uh yeah how did all yeah how did that happen yeah but i guess i was just very stunned to find out that the pga was a non-profit to me at the pga well the pga tour let's be there i mean um yeah. Well, I have some connections but in that sports world now, so I may be able to reach out to some people. You do, because the NFL is a nonprofit. Right, or NBA. M or um, MLB. Right. Or NHL. Look at me just giving out. Um, Three-letter acronyms. Uh, yeah, like I know what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. They'll be joining the So despite some chatter of the country, yeah. the PGA Tour is not a public charity. However, it has ties to four related charitable organizations, PGA Tour Charitable Education Fund, PGA Tour Charities, Inc., PGA Tour Employees Emergency Relief Fund, and Pro -cad Caddies. So I guess there's a... Uh, you know what? So what? Those are things you need to do anyway. <laughs> yeah. You should not get tax-exempt stat uh, status because you um, help... Oh, Caddies who can't get jobs anymore. So I guess this tax exempt status is contentious. Contentious, surprisingly. What? <laughs> well, I, I people are starting to put bills through to say they're going. They should lose their their um, nonprofit status. Well, I want to. So I, I guess I need to research that a little. But I, I like wanna, I said, I have some people that I might be able to reach out you to. Please do, because I want to know what bill. Well, that was paperclip too. Right. Well. I think some of it is in reaction to this live thing. That's what's no, kind of no, no. How did it get its? Oh, in the old days, how did it get that its status? Nonprofit status, right? Under what pretense did it get the nonprofit status to be? The NFL has um, all kinds of does all kinds of charity shit, and but they the NFL is not a nonprofit group, right? So anyway, yeah. So I have to look think, into that a little bit. Do you think that, there's been a lot of chatter about this? Do you think? Um, Goodell is sitting there going, wait, what? Yeah, yeah, really. <laughs> we can do this. We can do this nonprofit. So that's interesting. So I'll, have to, I'll look into that a little bit. Uh, I mean, I've sort of been staying away from this story because it's outside my sort of main area of interest and expertise, but it kind of isn't. It's also starting to overlap. It's starting to overlap because I think that it coming out that it's a um, nonprofit is just. Yeah, so we'll have to follow up with that one a little bit. All right, so I got some stuff I know is going to make you have some feels. Oh, great. This is some experts of some sort. I don't know if you're going to, I don't even know who the experts are. Maybe it's just people online. What will be the, they want to, they're giving their predictions for what will be the drink of summer 2023. Oh, boy. This is where I need to get my paper and pencil. <laughs> no, you need to be like, okay. you're going to be yelling at me in a few Did minutes. you already read all of this? I skimmed okay. it. So my question, this is my question right up front. Are they talking about name brand? canned cocktails or are they talking about cocktails that are mix yourself mix yourself okay what's going to be your mix up the what is bar, bar the bartender is going to have to be serving up this 
this summer. Oh, I apologize to you, bartenders, but okay, let's let's go. Well, the first one is one you already talked to me about, <laughs> which is the espresso tonic takeover. <laughs> okay, I made that. <laughs> I know. That is fucking disgusting. <laughs> is there supposed to be alcohol in that? Um, I did not put any alcohol in that. Oh, I guess this 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 one must have alcohol because espresso and tonic. Yeah, where's the alcohol part? Maybe it doesn't have alcohol. Because that was that was horrible. Oh, it's a, oh, okay. So it's a non-alcoholic version of espresso martini or an aerosol spritz. Aperol spritz. Not Sorry. A, you said an aerosol. I, said, I did. Say you said aerosol spritz. spritz. I did. <laughs> <laughs> But anyways, okay, so that one you already, I knew you knew about that one, so well, I thought that would get you um, going. you know about it, too. Yeah, and, it's awful. Uh, it's terrible. Yeah, it's 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 awful. All right, the next one is a limoncello spritz. Okay, so, yeah, fine. So let's see, how do you make that? You take limoncello, then you put soda water in it. Limoncello is a very, very thick, syrupy lemon. Right, so that will water liqueur. it down and take some of the... Yeah. sugar out of I it. could see that, but then again, you can also just uh, go back to our favorite uh, lemonade and whiskey. Yeah, can't go yeah. wrong with that. Can't with a little soda that. water. Hey, put a little lemon jello in that. Yep. <laughs> we do put soda water in that. All right, so there's that one. The tequila and tropical fruit. Okay. So that is that officially a thing? You just walk up and say, Give me a pineapple tequila, and tequila. Tequila ton, tequila tropical tropical tequila. Yeah. Are you oh it's not just all it's not Hawaiian punch and tequila. It's all like a here, I want a mango and tequila. I want a right. It's like pineapple, mango, and coconut with a dash of spiciness like jalapenos. Boring. Next. <laughs> and uh this one's the margarita. Gonna be a popular drink this summer. <laughs> <laughs> What? Yeah. What? <laughs> wow, margaritas are popular. Yeah. Do you know how many different versions of margaritas there are? Well, here's the one they, they have here on this uh, list. You can tell me what you think of this one. This is They call it the Rocco Margarita Recipe. Um, it's two ounces of... Who's Rocco? What's he doing to my margarita? margarita. So this is... Uh, they, they suggest Casadero's Blanca. Okay. Two ounces. A... Uh, three quarters of an ounce of fresh lime juice. Okay. Half ounce of mandarin liqueur. I've never had that, I don't think. Yeah, you have. I don't know. And the half ounce of honey syrup. Okay. Does that just mean honey? No, because honey coagulates when you make it make it cold. So if you do the honey syrup, it makes it more watery. And it breaks up in water better. And then two dashes of Bitterman's hopped grapefruit bitters. And then you shake it. Shake, shake, shake. Shake and strain. Shake, shake, shake. Oh, oh and then you put it in a glass lined with a grapefruit slice. <laughs> oh, well, now that's now, much better. That changes everything. So I've made. And then microplane cinnamon over the top. Yeah. Okay. So what do you think of that? Would that recipe work? Uh, sure. We can try one. I've, I have made you um, grapefruit margaritas a lot. Well, this isn't grapefruit until you put the, oh, I guess it's got the grapefruit bitters. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I guess we can try it. I don't know if we have all those ingredients. We have every one of those ingredients. Do we? And you've had it and you're going to go, 
Oh, I've had this before. <laughs> and if you say, no, I haven't had this before, I'm going to punch you in the throat. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, that's all they have for that one. Okay. And then I also saw something. Wait, those are the only. Oh, I know. That's all they have. Wait, those that? are the only summer cocktails? Apparently, yeah. Isn't that a dumb list? Okay. The Aperol Spritz is the one that's actually, in my circles, this is the one. That's, that's the one everybody's talking about. This is the one that's going to, you know, well, because, you know, with the canned cocktail. You right. Know, everyone's trying to do everything in the canned cocktail. So, um, but the Aperol Spritz is very popular these days. Uh, I'm not a total fan of the Aperol Spritz. I think I need to tweak it. So I'll work on that and get back to you guys about what a good Aperol Spritz. You can make an improved version. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So th this is sort of related. I was curious if you heard about this from your work, but. CNN is saying that uh, Australia tops the list of countries for best wines this year. Yep. We knew that. They looked at 8,000 wines from 57 countries. Yep. You were on top of that one already? Yeah. I am on top of that one. But, um, So last week I had the one about the lawyer who uh, tried to use ChatGPT to make his case and then found <laughs> hey, it was all BS. Is that the same lawyer who was a cat? Yeah, is that the same lawyer who was a cat? <laughs> I guarantee you, Your Honor, I'm not a cat. <laughs> so this one is now. Oh, God. Now somebody is suing ChatGPT. Well, they're suing the OpenAI people. Good. Um, because it, it accused a man of embezzlement. So I guess it's claiming to other people that this guy was an embezzler. And so he's saying, what the F with that? Where'd you get that? And so he's suing them. <laughs> okay. So he confidently complied, alleging claiming the case involved a Georgia radio host named Mark Wallers, who was accused of embezzling money from the Second Amendment Foundation. The only problem, none of that was true. In reality, Wallers had nothing to do with the suit at all. And Sid Wallers claims he was on receiving end of what researchers call an AI hallucination. <laughs> but i mean that's one of the problems with this ai is that it spits out stuff very authoritatively like it's well written and like the english is proper this kind of thing and it sounds authoritative just sort of this thing happened and that thing happened oh that's that must be real that happened but it's just like it's all nonsense they he <laughs> i hope they win yeah, but, I'm curious to see what happens okay. with this. So this is what this is what's been going on with this Chat GPT with in this household the other ways. And <laughs> and by the way, we're very childish. I, I'm I'm just gonna say we're we're pretty <laughs> we're pretty sophomoric with our sense of humor. There was a movie a long time ago um, called um, oh what was that movie called Strange Brew. Oh yeah, and and uh, they were there was a little courtroom scene and they said oh look at the look at the video camera and it has a date stamp which is very hard to fake <laughs> yeah and it was the way that was delivered it was all perfect but everything that we've seen lately you and i have looked at each other and go which is very hard to fake yeah exactly <laughs> so, you know and it's like like the whole thing with the uh, um, MG, MTG coming back with all the stuff she says, you know. Oh, I do want to and talk about she that. She actually, okay, well, we'll, we'll you can go back. right into it because yeah, yeah. she actually said <laughs> all of these, uh, there's all these um, 
so-and-so said this and so-and-so this, which is very hard to fake. And she actually said it. I go, did she watch the movie last night or what? Yeah. I'm sorry. People lie all the time and including yourself. But um, anytime now people say stuff, they're like, oh, look at that. Uh, ChatGPT told me. And you and I will look at each other and go, which is very hard to fake. Oh, you're playing that. I don't know if people can hear it. Uh, it's a bad recording. It's a bad recording. It has Let's a time try. code on it, which is very hard to fake. Time code. Oh, then he asked him to explain time code. Mm -hmm. Just because I don't know what it is, doesn't mean I'm lying. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, which is very hard to fake. So anyway, so um. Uh, it even has a, a time code on it, and, and those are very difficult to fake. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy yeah so chat gpt which is very hard to fake yeah so that's that's uh that'll be interesting how that what happens with that case and, you know and like i'm i'm not totally anti there are some very good applications right. for this but you have to be very careful it's not true it only knows what the internet tells us, and we always know that the internet's very hard to fake. Well, and it's not, yeah, that, that's it. And even slightly worse than that is it's also kind of rewording what it found on the internet because it's, it's not really, it's, it's taking all that stuff and then making new sentences that sound like the other sentences. It's yeah. not even necessarily copying the actual facts. Right. It's just making new sentences that sound like good sentences. Mm -hmm. That's what it really is doing. Yeah. <laughs> which sometimes gives you a pretty good result. Sometimes this happens. I know. <laughs> and it accuses somebody that doesn't exist as, a, as in committing embezzlement. Yeah, I, I mean, I've had it interpret things exactly 180 op opposite from what the point of the conversation was. Oh yeah. Just exactly, 100%. get it exactly wrong. You know, and if you just didn't really read or understand what the document was really about, you might go with that. You might you might go to your boss or something and write some PowerPoint saying this paper is about blah blah blah, and everyone else would be like, no, it says the exact opposite of that. I mean, it's it's crazy. So it's like you say. I mean, it can be used, but you definitely want to be careful how you use it and how you fact check it, or just even just you know how you challenge it. I guess in some way. Yeah. Yeah, but I want to talk a little bit about all that stuff with that, that surrounding that what Marjorie oh Taylor Greene gave her little thing about. You know, this was all a distraction because they knew the indictment was coming, right? They're trying to get you all excited about this document. So this, Hunter Biden's laptop. Hunter Biden's laptop. So everyone should know what this document and what this is all about. This document they're parading around saying that it claims, you know, Hunter Biden, uh, you know, funneled money to Joe Biden, blah, blah, blah. It does say that. It's a it's an informant who said that to an FBI agent. And then that's a piece of evidence that's in this giant pile of evidence that was looked at by the DOJ, like a full investigation, because people were so excited about this before. They did a full investigation or whatever. And they have another name for it. There's three levels of investigations. They did the first level. The first level is to decide whether there's anything here to go to the second level. The second level being a preliminary investigation. So they looked at this document, this one document they're parading around like a big deal you know, by this informant who reported. So he has no, he has no, um, 
what's the word he has no reason to lie because he's a paid informant <laughs> right but the point is this is one small piece of information in some giant pile of documents and information they have right they looked at this giant pile of documentation including this one no, probably vetted that source she did not look at that giant no she didn't i'm okay. saying the doj did yeah the doj looked this is just they pulled out one document from right. who knows how many that were in that investigation they pulled out one thing which i can say is the fbi talking uh what what an informant told them that document was looked at along with paid all the rest of it you have to say paid informant i just what i'm saying you're missing the whole point the no, point is that this is one document by by somebody can, okay i have many questions and there was many other documents they looked at that document along with all the other evidence they had and said hmm there's no reason to move to step two which would be a preliminary investigation they didn't even get that far so this one document was obviously vetted and looked at and said yeah, well, it doesn't carry much weight. Apparently it didn't carry much weight, because it didn't carry enough weight to even take it to a preliminary investigation, combined, like I say, with all the other evidence they looked at. So this they pulled out this one document, and don't wrap it around anything of the analysis of that document post, right? It's just the, the literal thing. Like if I went to the street and just talked to a guy on the curb side, and he tells me a thing, I'll write that down. This is what the guy said to me. I'm not saying, and, and the, the FBI agent even said, you know, this all, of course, has to be vetted out. You know, this has to be checked out. And obviously they checked it out and found out it wasn't worth anything. That the pay department didn't give them more uh, credible information. Is that right. what you're saying? Right, right. Okay. And among, but also this is like one document out of all this evidence they had, and it didn't even have enough to take it to a preliminary investigation. Okay. It didn't even get that far. So this one document is being taken out of context and act like it's true because it just is there. Okay, well, David, can I, can I talk now? Yeah. Are you are you are you done being outraged for the moment? Well, I mean, I think what's frustrating about that is they spin this one document as though it's something significant, and it's absolutely not. No, it is, and I'll t and I'll tell you. You think what. the document's important? Yes. Why? I'll tell you because it because the people who are going to fall for it hear that one document. Well, that's what I'm saying. They're just okay. giving one document out. Of this. They're not okay, explaining stop. the whole story that an investigation was conducted and it didn't questions. merit going further. There was nothing I else to, have worth going further with. Can you stop? Yeah, go ahead. Because you already said that. Okay. So my question is, how did they know that that one document was there? How did M uh, did Bo uh, Bobo? Because she was there too. She went in the skiff with with Green. Well, I'm sure they know. They 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 probably there's probably ten thousand other documents that are. This is what I'm saying. This, right, and they picked this one. But ha no, stop. How did they know that that? Because they have security clearance and they looked no, at all this they info. you're gonna tell me that mar that that uh, margie no okay so so i'm gonna say they have an investigative team that probably got access to a whole bunch of this stuff and somebody stumbled across this one document so they have an investigative team that they don't use to give them proper information they can't no talk. to them it's proper information because uh. it gives them it lets them tell the narrative they want to tell he found this one document, probably, or some investigative team probably found this one document out of all this evidence so, they had, that if you take it out of context and you don't talk about so how- So anybody can go in the skiff because all this stuff was in the skiff. Well, that's what, I don't know who, who exactly, yeah. so what part of their investigative team was able to stumble across this document. So this is what I'm saying. There is, why, what, okay, why do they even know that that exists? Well, this is the, the scary part of it, is that they have security clearances to get access to stuff. So they have the information, they know what's the truth because they have access to it, but they decide to present this other story. 
But I'm my concern is is that they have access, like you say, to millions of literally millions of documents and top secrets, right? Because they, they're on committees and stuff now. But they find this one piece of paper that is taken out of context. Right. Somebody in their team somehow discovered this thing that would back up their narrative. Okay, I have a problem with this. I have a, I have a problem that um, that their team just has access to the skiff. They can go in and out. I don't think well, they do. I don't think it works like that. They probably got to sit okay. there. The question has to be answered for me. How did you know that piece of paper was there? Is it, how, it like you say, it's one page. It, it yeah, could, maybe some it kind of five, It could be five pages. It's one document, though. But it's one thing. It's the, one piece I'm of saying, evidence. What I'm saying. It's not even evidence yet. It's just. I'm an thinking asset. that the FBI is so. We need to be careful about our FBI. Right. It could be a leak from the FBI. Yeah, that gave that's it to what I'm them. saying. Absolutely, it could be a that's leak from saying. the FBI that gave it to, that told them this document existed. Because, like you say, how would they know to ask for this document? And I'm saying too, a paid informant. Why is a paid informant more credible than an unpaid informant? Yeah. And why is, and why are informants? Every informant is questionable. The yes. same, the same amount of questionable. Yes. Right. That's what I'm that's saying. Why they, that's why they just write down the stuff they say and then say, well, now we need to go see if we can verify this. And yeah. obviously an informant, they couldn't verify. It wasn't worth enough to do anything. An with. informant is not necessarily a, a person who can come out in the open and say what they need to say. But also they're not necessarily reliable. That's what I'm <laughs> Didn't they just say the same thing? They can't come out in the open and say it because a it's not true. Well, or they get killed. Or they get killed, it. or yeah, yeah they, or they don't want to give up their the fact that they're an informant. Yeah, there's a lot of reasons why. They, just because they can't come out in the public doesn't tell you whether it's true or false or not. Yeah, it does. No, but because they can have true stuff that they, just, they so I'm saying can't that, come out with that. That there's some people who are who are still butthurt. In the FBI, and they're, oh yeah, for they're, sure, they're, yeah. There's a lot of they're feeding, they're feeding, they're getting her outraged over stuff that, like well, you say, they're, they're right. There could be leaks for sure because yeah, there's a huge number of, of well, you know. Hey, so what was you had that last week? How, how many people trust the FBI? Well, I don't know if it was trust the FBI, but trusting institutions has gone from like seventy percent down to like. Well, in fact, I think it was the FBI. I don't know if the FBI was listed specifically, but but the um, they weren't on your trustworthy companies. They did not beat Band Aid. Well, but it it has gone from like seventy percent in the seventies to like basically there's more people that have zero trust in the FBI than have a lot of trust in the FBI, or even some trust in the FBI. So that's how far that's gone, and I think the last ten years is when it's gone down way more, and it's accelerated even faster on the last you know few years, but. Yeah, I mean, up until. How do you get an FBI that is trustworthy or a secret service? Well, this is the problem. It kind of goes back to what we were talking about before. I mean, people are so mad at the other side. Unless they're preaching the same conspiracy theory nonsense that you believe, they're not going to be trustworthy. You now, we're now to this point where you have to be being told the lies you want to hear, strong, hardcore, or you think they're not trustworthy. Um. Here's the other thing. I don't think I believe in any conspiracy theory things, but I bet you that some of the stuff I believe in people think are conspiracy theories. Well, sure. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's all deep state now stuff, right? Everything is deep state. And they could just discount whatever they want from deep, deep state. But yeah, I mean, basic stuff now, basic 
basic information, facts, basic simple facts are now basically thought of as it must be a conspiracy theory. And the work, bad, uh, bad thing about conspiracy theories is truth proves the conspiracy, you know what I mean? Because you can just say, well, it must be a really good conspiracy then, right? <laughs> so that you can't really disprove it, right? Because every time you prove it, it's only like, yeah, well, see, that's how good the conspiracy is. <laughs> you know, so it's, it's, it's pretty rough. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, I think that, you know, it's it, obviously they were waving that document around because they knew those indictments were going to come and they thought they could somehow create a false equivalence between, you know, that what that document says and, you know, all the charges that were going to come down. So I probably, this probably won't be the first time that we hear about this, but there was that uh, article we looked at. Well, I looked at the first page of the article and handed it over to you about um, the uh, Bidens versus the Trumps. Uh, which yeah. family has. and it, it only frustrated me because it just didn't go deep enough and i looked into it some more and there isn't a lot of really neutral reporting on you know sort of case by case back by fact side by side column you know what i mean yeah you well, know i mean and what, what it basically says is that people use their name their parents name or their well and, and which their degree? family their family's clout to get ahead but also the question i wanted to dive into is the the degree, the yeah. comparison between sort of what are the accusations about the Biden family and what are the accusations about the Trump family and how do they compare, you know, and, you know, it's obviously not a very even comparison. And, you know, and of course, the point is neither side at this point has been sort of charged with or convicted of any specific crimes or anything. But the accusations are certainly far worse, you know, with what the Trump family has done. The Trump family's done a lot of stuff that they're not even going to get charged with. But, no, but um, exactly. Ivanka is basically she doesn't talk to her family anymore right now. This is yeah, what I weird, there's something this is weird what I hear. There. Yeah, this, this is what my this is what my paid sources tell me. <laughs> Your paid informant. My paid informant told me that yeah, she doesn't even talk to her family anymore. But um, well, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised, especially if she doesn't talk to her brothers. But I don't know if she talks to daddy or not. I don't think she does. But yeah. So did you read any of the indictment? I've only read, uh, I've skimmed through it. I haven't read it word for word. So uh, I read a piece that, um, and I don't know if it's true or not, but um, that um, Melania was mad because they, they were putting too many boxes on the plane and she wanted more of her luggage on the plane. Did you read that? No. Okay, that's just rumor. I like that rumor, but it's I think rumor, that's just yeah. rumor, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That she was upset because they were taking up too much room with all the boxes, pallets and pallets of boxes, and she had pallets and pallets of luggage. That sounds bogus, but okay, sure. It's, it's a good rumor. I do agree with you. It's a funny story. Is it, does it sound bogus, though? It sounds plausible. It sounds plausible. When you look at those pictures they, they have of yeah. the boxes in the bathrooms and in other places. It certainly looks, it sound, does sound plausible, whether it's true or not, I don't know, but it certainly sounds plausible. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm not, I did not read this stuff. I'm not in, that jury is going to be a tough jury to find. It's going to take them a year to find a jury. And what does speedy trial mean? Yeah, there's a lot of arguing about that. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of people sitting in prison for years waiting for their speedy trial. Yeah. Yeah, there's very much, 
yeah, there's very much a lot of argument about that. So I don't know. It doesn't matter. I think in some ways the indictment gives him a boost. But. Yeah, it absolutely will. I mean, he'll, certainly in the short term, he'll make money off of it. Um, Why are we giving a billionaire money? Yeah, I'm a billionaire, so get send me money for my defense. Um, so yeah, he'll make money off it for sure. Um, you know, and the question is, Right. I mean, are there, which way will it swing some of these independent middle voters, right? Are they going to swing more in his favor? Sort of feeling like, I don't know, falling into his I'm persecuted nonsense story? Or is he going, is, is it going to be sort of the other way around that the, the more independent moderates will sort of feel more like they're over this, this dude? But like I said, a lot of it is also if people feel like he's the only one that can win, they still might vote for him. But I think there's a big challenge between the primaries and the and the and the general election. So, but yeah, it's it's hard to say exactly how this will play out long term. I think, like you say, you know, especially with this judge who's very favorable to him, I don't think she's likely to um, set a date very soon, right? So she'll probably not set a date till after the election. She kind of got her hand slapped though a little bit on the a last trial. A lot of trial. it, a lot of it. But I don't know if that will change anything. We'll see. But. Yeah, we'll see if that changes anything. But um, I think the argument that you're using, right, it's going to be hard to get a jury. All the other things, it's going to be, all those will be reasons to delay. Yeah, but I mean, this is going to be, well, so what the hard part is what, no one's going to, everyone's going to already know who Trump is kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, you're not going to find anybody that doesn't know who Trump is at this point. But, well, but also I think they have a little bit more, um, um uh, you know, they're the ones that have to deal with that shenanigans in Marilaga where they have to close stuff down for his motorcade. Why does he have motorcade still? Do, do all the other presidents get motorcade? They don't seem to get it to the degree he does. You don't see the same thing. Do you think he pays of, for that himself? Oh, no. that's. I'm sure we're paying for all that. Why are we paying for that? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> but somehow, yeah. He, somehow he has are we paying that. for security for his kids? I think we still are. I'm not sure. I, I, I check we, me on that. I don't are know we for paying sure. for security for Chelsea Clinton? I doubt it. I'm not sure. Have are to we look pay, at that. Are, we, are we paying for security for Jenna and Barbara Bush? I thought after they were out, it was only the president himself. Everybody else was on their own, but I'm not sure. I could be wrong. So I got to check that. But um, if only there was a way to find out. Ask Chat GPT. But yeah. So what's it going to be like if he's indicted and the Trial hasn't started yet. He might be indicted by, on two other things by then, too, for all we know. Two hundred. We thought it was seven. It turned out to be 38. No, I mean, there might be two completely separate trials, two additional separate trials in just different jurisdictions that could he could get indicted for before. He may never, but he might. So there could be even more indictments. He's already indicted in New York. He might be indicted. Georgia. In Georgia, he might be indicted again in maybe the federal New York, or federal D.C., actually, probably where it would be. And um, so that would be potentially he could have four indictments, right? Probably none of them have gone to trial. He won't be convicted by the time of the election. So like, how does that work? Like, you know, how is that going to impact the election? And he lost all his lawyers again. Yeah, well, he has money. I'm, I'm sure he'll find more lawyers. You can send him some money if you think it's, he's hurting. If I'm worried. Yeah, if you're worried. I'm worried that he can't, can't get lawyers. Okay. Can we also start a segment called Rumors I Hope Are True? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Here's rumors that I hope are true. So apparently the, 
the Trump campaign is trying to distance themselves as much as they can from Carrie Lake. Oh, interesting. Why? Because Carrie Lake's telling everybody she's going to be vice president. Okay. And they're and they're saying, no, you're not my running mate. Hmm, I didn't hear that rumor. Yeah. It's a rumor. I think it's funny, as I hope it's true. But then again, all of this really is not funny, but... Yeah. But so, yeah. So what happens? I wonder what happens. She still wears a coat around here that's all embroidered with the uh, Carrie Lake governor of Arizona. Yeah. So if, if Trump wins in 2024. One Trump wins. Well, he'll just instantly kill all these investigations and kill all these. Yeah. Stop them all. He'll just, yeah. he'll just terminate. He'll just dismiss yeah. all the charges. Yeah. And he'll go uh, like a, ven a oh, and vengeance he'll... after the people who didn't right. support him. Right. And so... he'll pardon. Pardon. January 6th people and everything else. He might not. He might not because they're too low level for him. He, he might, he might go, you know, but, um, I think that anybody who's done, you know, like, um, Mitt Romney toast. Well, Mitt Romney's in a, in a pretty safe, he's, he's unique. He's in a pretty safe situation. Um, he's going to go after Mitt Romney. He will go after him, but it won't have the same effect as he's had in other places. So that'll be tougher, but, but yeah, oh yeah. Well, and that's yeah. I mean, right. I mean, Bill Barr has picked his side. He's he's never going to be able to work with Trump again. Other people have picked their side. Most of the people that used to work for him have picked their side, and they would never get an opportunity to work with him again. Which is like you know, you you'd think the people that that like him would sort of realize all these people that were once worked with him now you know write books later about how awful the guy is. Like, why weren't you doing anything while you were there? But but like, did Flynn write a book? Well, no. Well, Flynn's a different story. He had to pardon Flynn because he was going to go to jail. So Flynn's still wait, on his side. Wait. I thought Flynn wrote a book. He might have written a book, but it's not going to be against Trump. I mean, he's out there. He wants to he wants to destroy the country. I mean, he's a he's a traitor. He's 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 in crazy mode. No, but he had to be pardoned. He's he's one of the ones that had to be pardoned. Just he did not with, have to be pardoned. Well, I mean, from Trump's perspective, he had to be, he had to be pardoned or he'd still be in jail. Same with, you know, Bannon. So, and, and? That's what I'm saying. So those guys are good, a golden so why is it wins. why is it good for him to have Flynn out of jail? Well, because he's, a, yeah. This is he what, likes loyalty, quote unquote. But this isn't loyalty. And this is what. This it is, is what, though. No, 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 no. Oh, yeah. No, he's still no, out there stop, preaching for it stop, all. How is it not stop, loyalty? Stop. Because Flynn is not loyal to Trump. Flynn is loyal to Flynn and to his uh, treason thing. And if Trump starts walking over some thin line, don't you think Flynn's going to just say no and call against Trump? See, I mean, he Trump already has is a mistaking. Little. Trump is mistaking the fact that Flynn is for Trump. Flynn is not for Trump. Right. Flynn is Flynn for, Flynn for this down. QAnon. Flynn is for this tear down, start over. This Flynn is that has. And well, he was already mad. He at was Trump. using Trump. To get the pardon and also to get people well and also up. To stay out there right right to be able to stay out there and still drive this narrative he was mad at trump for not declaring martial law okay fine but what i'm saying is is that flynn is not necessarily a backer of trump and if something like january 6 happened again trump would declare martial law for sure yeah 100 percent. yeah but what so what's flynn doing now nothing well he's still doing the same stuff he's no no i mean he's not doesn't have a job Oh, he doesn't have that kind of a job, no. Yeah, you still do wonder who's paying his bills. Uh, yeah. Maybe uh, Mr. Putin. 
Mr. Putin. Well, I mean, think about, I mean, we have to think about who's paying all of our congressmen's bills. Well, he's not a congressman, but. No, but I mean, all our politicians' bills. But, you know, you've got that, you've got Manafort, Flynn, and Bannon, and um, the Nixon guy. Um, Stone. Stone. He pardoned all of them. Yeah. And. Uh, how many pardons did he do? I don't know if how, his total number was that high, but the types of pardons he did no, were totally outside the norm of pardons. Because Obama did a ton of pardons. Yeah, pardons. But the Hundreds thing is, there's this idea pardons. of pardons, you know, are supposed to be for people that are sort of deserving and all that kind of stuff. He just did oh, it for his cronies. Of course he did. There, No, there, he did that to benefit himself. Do you think for one second that he would have um, pardoned Stone if Stone was going to go against him? Well, no, that's what I'm saying. But I'm saying no. he didn't use the pardon in the way it's you know intended. And this comes back to this whole norm thing, right? The president has practically boundless pardon power. We still don't even know if a president could pardon himself. He might be able to pardon himself. I think the law is not settled on that. You know, and so he might, he could pardon himself, although he won't be convicted of anything, so he won't need to pardon himself because he'll just cancel all the, he'll just, you know, he only, you talk about cancel culture, he'll cancel all of his own investigations he only owned, and drop his own charges. And the total time he was there, he only issued 143 pardons. Does that right. seem low to you? Yeah, I don't know how that fits in the ma in the master number. I don't think it was a gigantic number. It was the type of pardons he gave. I know, but I, I think Obama did a lot. Obama did a, Obama did a lot, yeah. But at least Obama's most of, most of Obama's pardons were that kind that was basically including five hundred and four life sentences. And there were a lot of drug related stuff that he pardoned for. Most of the individuals were um, convicted of drug uh, drug charges and had received lengthy sentences. It's like nonviolent drug charges. Yes. Yes. You know, sort of the um, back in the day when having one joint, you'd go to prison. Yeah. So, but so Trump did not do any humanitarian. Right. Um, I mean, he might pardons. have done a few. I mean, somebody might have created a list for him. And he did some of those, but it was not majority. I mean, and, and, and it didn't even matter if it was the majority. The thing is, he did these other kind of pardons, which are way outside the norm. Like, you're not supposed to pardon people that were obviously guilty and you know, and did a bad thing and all that sort of stuff just to help yourself or to help your campaign or to help your, your, you know, sort of side of an argument or whatever. You're not supposed to do that. You know, you're not supposed to have those kind of things. And then he just, he did that. He only did one drug related pardon. That was from one Kim Kardashian asked him to do. But um, don't forget, Obama was in for eight years and Trump was only in for four. But so he did um, supporters. His supporters got um, pardoned. Flynn, Stone, Manafort, Bannon, and George Papalapis. Didn't that Papalapis thing bite him in the ass? Didn't that? I don't remember. Yeah. Um, the biggies were those other four. I mean, that was just right. that was just egregious. He issued pardons to seven Republican congressmen: Collins, Hunter, Stockman, Renzi, Hayes. Yeah. Why do you have to give pardons to congressmen? And oh, he gave pardons to wealthy individuals. Hmm. What a shock. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so it didn't seem like there were very many humanitarian. We've been going for a while, you know. Oh, and I still have more stuff. I'll have to make it next time. Okay. Well, it's just quick stuff. Can, can, you know, Ted Kaczynski died. I saw that. I thought he was already dead. I kind of did too. Yeah, he was a math teacher at Cal. 
Did you ever take a class from him? You know, I did not take a class from him. We didn't overlap in exact time, but I definitely, he was a, a, still being talked about, about around campus. He was way older than you, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So you're telling me to shut up. Is that what you're telling me to do? Well, we've been going a long time. Okay. And I don't edit, so this is going to be long. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's okay. It's fine. People can always just drop out whenever they want. Okay. Well, All right. So what else? How many more things you got? Well, Kinsinski died, and then um, I can't believe that um, basketball players actually getting on a plane again. What's her name? Griner. Brittany Griner. Brittany Griner. Griner, do I have that right? I think yeah. I have that right. She gets crap when she goes to the airport. And oh, like, I saw something about that. Why are you flying? Well, I mean, what choices? She should. She should not. Should not be. She should be allowed to fly. I don't know, man. I mean, it didn't go for well for you last time. <laughs> yeah. But um. And then I also wanted to talk to you about. Um, we need to talk. Okay. Now. Um. Uh, Blue Sky. Is Are that, you going to sign up for Blue Sky? Oh, that's one of the that's uh, Dorsey's new uh, Twitter thing. Social media. No, it's I'm not, not a Twitter thing. It. It's a social media. It's another social network. No, I'm not because Dorsey is just another Musk. It's the same <laughs> kind of guy. He wants to tear the world down, <laughs> and he's smarter than everybody else. He thinks he's smarter than everybody else. He pretty much is. And um, for the first time in a hundred years. A wolverine has been spotted in California. Really? Yeah. I thought we still had wolverines here. No. Really? No. Oh man, I'm shocked by that. So we don't we haven't had wolverines in California. Nope. Hundred years. Wow. And this is by from the Smithsonian. Okay. And they showed a picture and I have no idea what this picture is. <laughs> it's like a, there's a brown spot. There's somewhere. a brown spot and some snow. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I was like, "Why are you giving me that picture?" But yes, yeah, so honey badger. Honey, yeah, honey <laughs> badger don't care. Um, yeah, in a hundred years. So, hmm. what does that mean? So, if there's one honey, if there's one honey badger. There's one wolverine. There's got to be two, right? Yeah, I would think. But yeah, who knows how many? That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really want to run into one while I'm camping, but you probably will. Male primates' masturbation may have involved to prevent <laughs> I saw that. I saw that story. What? <laughs> well, I saw also that that somebody got paid to do it. I guess they had talked into getting a grant to do a study about primate masturbation. And then well, it goes back. To guess prevent what? ST, ST. Guess what? It goes back millions of years. Oh, jeez. Predates humans. <laughs> <laughs> Are you surprised? <laughs> they found a they found a piece of paper in the skiff. They called them. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but now they go to prevent S, uh, STIs. Really? What's, how does that work? Well, if you're masturbating, you're not spreading oh, STIs. Oh, I see. Yeah. Well, there's truth to that. Uh, yeah. Primates knew that that's what they needed to do. <laughs> well, that's not why the primates were probably doing it now. No. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that's funny. So you saw that one and didn't bring that up? Yeah. I was gonna, but I decided not to. Because it's right next to the shark story. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay, well, I guess that's our time. That's our items for the week. Well, there's so much more. Yeah. Well, we'll see what there's kind of week so this much is. More. Well, yeah. We may be taking a break for a few weeks. We'll see how this goes. We, we may need to get on here and yeah. talk some more. But. Yeah, but maybe we'll have four people on the next time. Oh, boy. <laughs> no, just that, that might be fun. Yeah, that might be fun. Yeah. Okay. All right. I guess we'll shut her down. Thanks, everybody, for joining. Hey, babe. Love you. Hey, love you.